Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? Now, some of you might be watching this on YouTube, which means you can see me. Uh, I've got a new mic and today, just to celebrate that and because I've got makeup on, (laughs) I thought I'd record a video to go alongside the uh, audio. So hi gang, hi. Now this will hopefully stop me from banging the counter. So I really talk with my hands and I mean a lot, which makes an interesting demonstrating medium, but is a problem for a podcast host, especially when they've got a microphone that is sat on their desk on a little tripod and every time they accidentally gesture and hit the mic, uh, it makes a loud thumping noise. So if you are one of those people that was going off into a restful space when I was talking and then all of a sudden there was a boff noise. That is me hitting the desk and the mic lifting. (laughs) So I went on Amazon and bought myself an, an arm. Isn't that exciting? So how have you all been? As you'll be able to tell from recent podcasts and forthcoming podcasts, I've been doing lots and lots of interviews recently. I feel like I'm back on my quest for knowledge and wanting to understand so much more and I'm holding into that energy of 
feeling like things are changing and moving. Not always the way that I would want. It's an interesting time. I'm still trying to book venues for next year. And some are done, dusted, booked, easy peasy. And some people just aren't getting back to me. And locally, I've been trying to find some new venues to work in. And um, even venues that know me are saying that that they don't want a mediumship night. So it's hard not to be uh, rejected. (laughs) It's hard to keep going. I also want to keep my standard. I don't want to work in any old venue. It's it's got to be a nice venue. It's got to have the right energy. So it's it's interesting. But I have managed to book somewhere in Tunbridge Wells, um, which is absolutely stunningly beautiful. Um, very excited about that. And I've got a venue booked for London. So if you are one of those people that keeps messaging me and says, come up north, we need you up north. I'm not quite that far yet. No, it's only London. But it does make it more accessible. Um, It's going to be West London, I believe. um, And my husband, who works in London and somehow seems to have remembered the entire tube map, told me it should be one tube from St Pancras, 25 minutes. So um, we'd love to see you there. And that will be released, I think, tickets in the next six weeks. So it's exciting. Feels like things are moving. That's what I'm trying to say. And I've booked a venue for a retreat next summer. So loads happening, loads and loads happening. And it feels buzzy and exciting, which is my favourite kind of energy to work in. I don't like winter. I only like to be in spring (laughs) all the time. Permanent spring energy. I hope that you're not new to the podcast and have no flipping idea what I'm talking about. But we did one about energies and seasons. So that's what that's referring to. So um, I keep picking up these listener questions that I've got, but actually I wanted to talk to you about something else first and Spirit just reminded me. Last week I had the absolute honour of going to a a funeral of one of my neighbours and it was just one of those things that I think Spirit had a hand in. So a lovely man, really lovely man who used to walk down my road and we'd say hello and have a little bit of a chat. And he's had some really tough last few years. You could tell it just everything had gone grey for him. You could tell. Anyway, um, he was connected to the church across the road from me. And I've had some issues with people who attend that church and As you guys know, I'm always a little bit nervous as soon as it's um, a church place. I'm fine if they don't know what I do for a living. I absolutely love visiting churches, but not for services because they make me anxious. I don't know what I'm doing anyway. So I wasn't going to go, even though he was a lovely man. But I just thought, well, you know, it's, it's not really my place. And I know some of the people who attend that church don't like what I do. So I'll stay out of it. And his daughter came to one of my demonstrations and said to me, you are coming, aren't you? And so I went and it was such a blessing to to be at that funeral. It's hard being at a funeral if you're empathic. So I was sat with one of my other neighbours who's a very 
sort of straight talking northern lady just no messing and um when uh, his children were getting up his grandchildren and his daughter and they were standing up and talking about what a wonderful man he was and how much they loved him you can imagine tears just running down my face completely um just absolutely wonderful if i'm honest And it's really stuck with me because it's the first funeral that I've been to where I wasn't directly impacted by the passing. So it it was sad, but it was also kind of wonderful because I got to see and experience what I would call a sitter's, what a, a, a sitter's demonstration. That's a weird thing to say, I know. But because the only funerals I've been to have been people that I've lost, that I love, um, I've been so bereft and so heartbroken. I haven't really been able to take it as a absorbing thing, a learning thing. And it was absolutely the most incredible experience to go to a funeral and see the parts of somebody's life that his family deem relevant and important and not just necessarily what you might think were relevant and important. So his grandson stood up and said that his biggest memory is just them saying, would you like a can of Coke? Would you like a can of Coke? Every time he went there. And then one time him looking and realising the Coke was four years out of date. Now, That is just such a wonderful memory because it invokes all of the feeling and the emotion of being at your grandparents' house and having that experience with them and knowing that that was how they showed you that they loved you. And what a wonderful thing to be reminded of as a medium when we're always striving for better evidence, the next bit of evidence making it good enough, making it evidential enough, making it proof enough that there are just simple things that people hold on to that have so much meaning. And when you're demonstrating or when you're doing a reading for a sitter, it doesn't always need to be the big stuff. It can be the little things. So if you get the opportunity to go and pay your respects to somebody that you knew, but you're not sure if you're going to go because from all the different reasons that we have that we don't attend funerals, I just didn't feel like I was close enough to him to, I didn't, I didn't want the family to think, well, that's weird why she turned up. I don't know. I just got my knickers in a twist about it, but it was a wonderful thing to be a part of, to remind me why mediumship is so important and what it's all for. Hmm. So I wanted to share that with you. So let's get to listener questions because at some point I'm hoping I will catch up and then I can go through my list of things that I want to spiel off at you all. Okie dokes. So here we've got a message from Andy and Andy said... Hi, my name is Andy. 
I work for the NHS as an IT engineer and I'm also an Azui Reiki 2 practitioner. Not that I get that much time to practice. I've just seen uh, your birthday post. <laughs> so we're talking, yeah, Andy, Andy emailed a long time ago about choosing happiness. My wife suffers from various illnesses, including stage five chronic kidney disease and blood clots. She is in constant pain and often loses her patience with my son and I, even when we've done nothing wrong. My question to you, maybe for a future podcast, is how do you choose happiness when someone close to you is full of negativity? I would dearly love to heal others with Reiki, but there is so much negative energy in the house. I just don't think I can do it. I'd hate to waste what I've learned with Reiki so far, given the investment of both time and money, but I don't see how to move forward. Love and light, Andy. Now, wouldn't it just be wonderful if I could give you some answer here that's going to make it clear, make it easy for you, but it's hard. And... I'm, they're already telling me that you're a big empath, Andy. You already pick up on other people's feelings and emotions and you will recognise within yourself, I believe, that you have a learnt behaviour of trying to fix energetic disharmony all the way through your life. So you'll have done this since childhood. You've been able to feel when people are unhappy, when things are wrong and you've been in there trying to fix it. That is often the path of a healer. Um, because we have to go through those experiences we have that desire within our soul to fix to heal to help and then that gets mixed in with our human and our expectations of ourselves and others expectations of us and then we feel like we need to get involved in the fixing and and the healing and we just want everybody to be happy and everybody will never be happy never and that is the problem, but it's only a problem if you let it hold you back. So I'm going to answer your question in two ways. Now, Andy, I know that your situation is the situation. You can't run away from it. You can't change it. No amount of positive mental attitude is going to make that better. But what I would say is that it's really important that you make sure you create time for yourself of things that you enjoy and make sure that you are encouraging your son to do the same. Misery likes company and it's the hardest thing that Sometimes, even when we really love somebody and even when they're going through something and it's not their fault and we feel like we need to help them, sometimes you have to save yourself. So this is about balance here. This is about you making sure that you find things in your life that you enjoy, that light you up and not allowing circumstance, guilt, uh, taking the easier path to prevent you from having the things that light you up and that is so so important so it's like imagining your energy like a gauge and accepting that you're probably never going to be on a hundred percent happiness but that you need to be at a constant 70 percent happiness so that when you go into your home 
if your partner is having a difficult time or a painful day or is taking it out on you, that might take you down to 50% happiness, but that's easier to recover from than when your tank is completely empty and you've got to build it all back up again. So spending a bit of time, and you may not even know the answer to this right now, but spending a bit of time engaging in what does Andy want aside from the Reiki? What what lights Sandy up? What does Andy enjoy? If you were to imagine your life as a linear path from here now to your passing, whatever that date is, what moments of light have you got to look forward to? So in my head, it's always like a bridge and it's foggy and there are streetlights and some of your streetlights nearer you will be out But in the distance, have you got any lit? Have you got anything you're looking forward to? Anything that's going to light you up? Because that is just so important energetically. Now, let's move on to the Reiki. I think Reiki and healing is also about teaching. And it's an energetic exchange between you and your client. So the first thing that you're going to have to do is work on your own energy so that your energy can educate your clients. You can't talk to your clients about choosing things that make them happy if you are choosing unhappiness in your life. Not, And I know you're not choosing it, but you're choosing to sit in it all the time. Does that make sense? So um, you need to be working on that so that you can show them that regardless of circumstance, there is still space for enjoyment and pleasure and fun and making sure that your energy speaks of that. I feel that Reiki will be really great for you um, to give as well as it's not just the act you know you know this from doing your Reiki qualification I'm sure the healers get healed so it's not just good because you're doing a good thing for other people it's good for your energy because sitting in that energy is really really amazing for you so I feel very strongly that I want to talk to you about taking your Reiki elsewhere um so i don't know if you want to do just for now just to get the ball rolling um i don't know if you want to look at doing some volunteer reiki um connecting with hospices that kind of thing obviously you're already in the nhs as an it engineer but using that to find spaces where you can do the reiki healing away from home And that will give you a break from that energy. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. 
be at home as well. So I know it's easy for me to say, but don't let it stop you. Don't let it stop you. You've got to create that intention with the spirit world rather than I don't see how this is possible more of a this is what I want now show me how it's possible to get there and moving into that space so you might want to rent a room somewhere you might want to um yeah like I said do it at a hospice or a center somewhere you might want to Find a room at home that you don't let anybody else in and you have your space and that's it and nobody's allowed in it. But whatever works for you, but just don't let it stop you. Um, And you are a natural healer and it is part of your work here on earth. And it would be a real shame if you let this beat you. So try not to. I know, I know. Easier said than done. Okay. Next up, I've got a question from Tanya. I believe that spirit can choose to return to earth for further human experiences and growth. If a spirit chooses to return, does that mean that spirit is no longer part of the spiritual collective and has to return to a human existence as a whole? Or have each of us left a part of ourselves in the spiritual world that is part of the collective watching and guiding us? If they return as a whole, does that mean they can't be contacted via mediumship as they are not available? Or would the collective step in to provide evidence of existence for the sitter? If it is a partial return, would that diminish their experience? Am I just struggling with human time perception? I tie myself up in knots with this question and was just wondering what others' thoughts are. I love it. I love a question like this. Right, okay. My belief at this moment in time, you've all heard me say this, join in, subject to change at any time in the future as my experience and awareness grows, is as follows, that I believe that part of the soul comes back. So I don't believe that the whole soul comes back. And I believe that our soul is having multiple experiences across multiple timelines in multiple dimensions all at once. But for the sake of our human flesh shells limitations and our little tiny human brains, we don't feel that all those fragments doing their thing because it would drive us mad. So I believe as well that the souls can come back at any period of time because again, spirit's time is not linear. So if your soul needs a learning from ancient Africa, your soul will go back to ancient Africa for that bit of learning while you could simultaneously be Tanya in 2022. You could also be Ron in 1944 and you could also be who lives on Mars. All right, I've taken that a bit extreme, but you know what I mean. So I feel that we are separate but still connected, um, almost like invisible threads of connection. And our soul also partly stays on the other side because there's no time or space so you are simultaneously here and also in heaven (laughs) this is the dream this is the illusion um so your your soul is able to compute and understand all that information because it's multi-dimensional whereas these flesh shells are not there was something else i wanted to say about this 
Oh, and this is why we talk about a higher self, a higher self guiding us, a higher self that we choose to connect to. And I don't believe that we can connect to them in the fullness and the entirety of the magnitude of what they are, because it would blow our minds. So we get an accessible version of the higher self to communicate with. Um, So I do believe that... um, you can contact different aspects of yourself depending on whether you're ready to receive the information that 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 being has and whether it's useful because I don't think spirit will give you information about the experience that you're having in Atlantis right now if it's irrelevant to your life on earth right now or would hold you back from your life on earth right now. And you see so many people doing this, they get told that they were a high priestess of, let's go with Atlantis again, and then they spend their whole life trying to create that here, telling people that's the experience, telling people that's what they were, that's where they came from, and forgetting to live their life as Barbara, who works in Woolworths in Devon. And that is a problem. So... I hope that makes sense. I don't believe as a partial return, it diminishes the experience. No, um, I think it is all about the experience. And I do believe that we are always part of the collective. So uh, the one I always, ah, let's talk about, um, let's talk about drops in the sea because that's the one I always use, but it works. You can have a molecule in the sea that is part of the sea as a whole but is also separate as a molecule or a water droplet or whatever you want to call it now i was watching a tiktok the other day and i keep meaning to talk to you guys about this because it blew my mind a little bit and i think it was delores cannon talking it might be someone else it was one of those videos where you just want to hear what the original video was saying but you had someone with a floating head they'd used it as a green screen talking over it It was a little irritating, but that's beside the point. I'm a boomer, as my kids keep telling me. I'm not down with the kids. But Dolores, 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 Dolores. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, D, she was saying that she has been told by spirit in her channelings that not every single person here on Earth has a soul some people on earth are taken over used by controlled by the collective spirits to give these people here with souls the experiences that they need and i can't stop thinking about it because that kind of makes sense doesn't it those people you're trying to help who just don't want to be helped, those people who keep, who, who keeps voting in these absolute buttheads to run our countries? Who's doing it? Well, what if we need them to be buttheads to run our countries for our own spiritual evolution? Do we think of them as an individual soul then, or do we think of them as programmed by the collective? Anyway, so I just thought I'd add that in, probably to make it worse for you, Tanya. (laughs) But, it's yeah it's fascinating and as I've said before I don't think that we can necessarily understand this on the level of understanding that you want I know that whenever I try and get my head around this really focus on it really sit with it 
it is like a cartoon and a wisp of smoke comes out of my ear and, and I just go, ah, no. And I have to go and watch some really shite TV or something just to get my brain back to being, bah. because I can't, I don't think I've evolved enough to be able to fully understand it. I don't think I have the intellectual capacity to be able to fully answer that question. Right, next up is the beautiful Sue. And Sue has sent me an email about being an ungrateful sitter. Hi, Hannah. I'm currently binge listening to your podcast, which are frank, funny and enlightening. Thank you. Oh, cheers. I recently had a Zoom reading with a lovely medium who came recommended by several of my friends. I told her I was open to anything she could bring through, was in a happy place myself, but was very curious about mediumship and would love to hear from any of my loved ones in the spirit world. And as I'm in my 60s, unfortunately, there are plenty of them. The reading ended up being very confusing as none of the, inverted commas, mother figures she brought forward seemed to fit with me. I was hoping she was going to bring me my stepmom who passed recently, but as there are several mother figures connected to me, none of which fitted, I thought afterwards that maybe she'd brought my partner's mother forward instead, who I've never even met. All the names and links that she mentioned I wasn't able to take and in the end it was all very confusing. I desperately wanted to take the links, but it was difficult. I would like to have another reading with a different medium, but I don't want the same thing to happen. Is it okay for me to ask my partner's mother to step back so I can concentrate on the people I knew and loved? Sounds rude and ungrateful, but ungrateful, but a waste of both our times if I'm not able to take the links. My partner's mother died many years before I met him. Now, I know, Sue, that I emailed you straight back because I didn't want you thinking you were an ungrateful sitter. Um, and I said I would cover it in more detail on the podcast. And only six weeks later, here we are. <laughs> but you're not an ungrateful sitter, Sue. You've just seen a shit medium. <laughs> or not really. A sh I mean, because I would never want to be judged on my worst reading. So but just a medium who's having a shit time. <laughs> Um, now, sometimes this happens. Sometimes, no matter how hard you try, it's just not working and you can't get in gear and it's difficult and it's awkward. And what your job as a medium is to do in that time is to go, this isn't happening today. I'm really sorry. Sometimes it works like this. It's an experiment. We never know how it's going to be. Let me offer you a refund. That's what you do in that situation. Thank God it's only happened to me a few times, but it has happened to me and I have to be honest about that. What is the point of a mediumship reading where you can't recognise who, who you're talking to? Zero point. And really, do we think that the spirit world wouldn't bring through people you really wanted to hear from and would bring you someone you hadn't met yet with not enough evidence for you to be able to even place if it really was her I don't think so so I think that medium was struggling to, to connect I think they were having a difficult day I want to sing you had a bad day you're taking one down you can't connect to spirit and you feel like a fraud we've all been there it sucks but you have to manage it properly. You have to acknowledge it. You can't just pretend that everything's okay. You say, oh, I'm really sorry. I don't know what's going on. And also, I really hate 
mother figure as an expression, father figure. Um, Just own it. Say it's granddad. And if it turns out to be dad, then you go, is your dad, was your dad an older dad? And they say yes. And you go, oh, that's why I thought it was granddad. Don't just go, I've got a male figure coming in. Because that just shows to me a medium that is hedging their bets. And if you're hedging your bets, you're not in a space of trust. If you're not in a space of trust, you're not going to be able to communicate with spirit. Now, I'm not saying that I get it right every time. But at the stage that where you're offering private readings. I know it's a journey and I know it's hard and we have to develop. So I'm not putting shade on anyone here. You have to develop. You you don't just get there without doing the practice. When I think back to some of my first readings that I did, I, I go, oh man. But I had to go through that process. Equally, you accept that when you can't get it right, for whatever reason, you refund. The other thing I want to say, Sue, is there's no shame in you taking ownership of it when you go to another medium, and I hope that you will, and saying, I want to hear from my stepmom, please. Um, not, not guaranteeing that she will be the one that steps forward, because we all know that the spirit world work in mysterious ways, but whoever steps forward should be able to provide enough evidence that you know who it is. And also the other thing that gives me a little bit of a red flag about that medium perhaps not being very experienced is that they try to do lots of links. So um, at the beginning, when you start mediumship, if someone can't take it, your desire is to go, I'll move on to the next one. I'll move on to the next one. I'll move on to the next one. But actually, that's really, really bad energetically because you are just not building any power with any spirit. So even though people might, I'm, you might say to me, Hannah, I want to hear from my stepmother and I bring somebody in and then you think, oh, actually, that sounds like my grandmother. And then I'll go, this isn't your stepmom, is it? And you'll go, no, this is my grandmother. And I'll go, okay, well, she's obviously coming first. We'll try again to get hold of your stepmother. I can't guarantee that who you want to hear from, you will hear from. But what I can guarantee is that you will be able to recognise who I've spoken to. So I don't think you're ungrateful. Um, The one thing I will say is... I find that mediumship works better, generally speaking, when there's a real need. So don't be afraid to be in a space where you have built up your expectations a bit. And I know that's hard when you've come away from one that's been a bit meh. But um, yeah, build up your expectations, get excited, think how wonderful it would be to connect to that person, move into that space of anticipation and don't be afraid if the medium says is there someone in particular that you want to hear from lots of people it's always interesting come for readings you say who do you want to hear from today and they go oh whoever the spirit world wants to send me and you know that's not really true I know that's not true you know that's not true you know you want to hear from somebody that's why you've put the reading you know who you want to hear from so never say that unless you really are happy for the neighbour that lived next door to you 20 years ago to come through because we create our own experience so lots going on in that Sue but I definitely think I think that medium was having a, a, a tough day and they should have bowed out with grace but the first time I did this I didn't bow out with grace either 
<laughs> it was a learning curve and it was painful and ouchy. So sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles, one for the future. I hope that that all makes sense and I hope that you've enjoyed today's podcast. You know what I'm going to say? Leave me a review, please leave me a review. Um, it really, really really, really helps. I know it's dull. I know. But please do it anyway. And I will catch up with you all again soon. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.